Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Thank you for joining us today on The Living Room. I am your host, Jody Robinson, and my co-host today is... Michelle. And we're also joined by our other co-hosts... Christy. Jana. Heather. Kate. We are so excited to be talking about something that can be really heartfelt and meaningful, and yet really simple. We're talking about memory keeping, and the key to successful memory keeping is... I think all about doing one thing, it's just keeping them. And there's hundreds of memory keeping options out there. And somebody may say, well, how do I go about doing this? Or I feel overwhelmed. Um, We're going to get into this and be practical, but yet also be a little touchy feely. We're talking about finding systems that work for you and your stage of life, which is important because becoming a memory keeper, whatever that looks like is where the joy is going to come. So, Let's start off with Michelle and how important has keeping memories been for you? Well, I am a stereotypical um, mom and I still love to scrapbook, but my roots in memory keeping go way back. When I was about seven years old, um, we moved into a duplex next door to a family that had a little girl my age and and they had other kids that were similar to my kids' ages. And um, one day there was something funny that was said around the table and I saw the mom get up and open the cupboard door and she had a little lined piece, eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, and it was quartered for each of her kids. And she immediately kept track of everything that her kids said, oh, did, brilliant. or something. And so there was just one for um, her daughter, Brianna, and one for their son, um, Bucky, and those other the other kids. And so whatever it was, she would just keep up on the inside. And that... That was so impressionable to me about how she did that. And she said that she would then sit down and write in their journals um, on Saturdays or on the weekend everything that she kept track of during the week. And so I learned from her how important it is to keep track of things. But then I was also given a heritage. My mother wrote down everything she wrote in her journal. She didn't talk to us much about it, but um, I, our new neighbors that moved in a little bit later, she was an avid scrapbooker, and I would watch her kids while she went to scrapbook weekend. But even from the time I was really little, I understood the importance of keeping those memories and um, even simple things. And I still remember what was written on that paper. I remember her writing about her little daughter that sung herself to sleep, and now my daughter does that. And I and I, so I have to remember to write those things down and I wish I could say that I have an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper up in my <laughs> up in my cupboard and that I'm religious about doing it. But I think part of that is just figuring out how like you said how it works for you and there are different things that work for me that worked for her but just I just appreciated the the importance of it that she instilled. And I love that you've set the tone because no matter how we choose to do it, it's the fact that it is important. We're going to want to remember memories and I, I am amazed at how much I forget and I think I'm going to remember. So from all of our hosts, I want to first hear your first reaction when you hear the words memory keeping. Do you twirl or do you hurl? Because, I hurl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll remind you that in one show she was like, I throw out everything my That's kids exactly do to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not keeping anything. Well, it was funny because I read and I don't know um, if you just talked about this, but I read how you were like keeping, um, their, do you keep your kids' school pictures? And I'm like, 
And we don't even buy school That's pictures. So I was like, and here Kate goes again with being the worst memory keeper no, no, no. in the world. But I tell myself this dumb little thing that I'm like, we're all going to die one day and not take anything with us anyway. So my bother, <laughs> which is go. horrible. But, Except your memories. Which is, which, yeah, your memories. So that's why I lock which them up you're in my not head. Keeping. Yeah. <laughs> not on paper, not but on in paper. my head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you're a great storyteller. And I think that's, again, why, why we're talking about yeah. what works for you. Right. Because you're right. going to remember something and be well, able to tell a powerful story. Yeah. You might well, know later, later that I will. Yeah. I will make restitution. I like that. Okay. I so we have, we have one hurler at memory yeah. keeping. Janet, yeah. okay, Janet, you're the, you're the artist. You've got to just let me into your mind so I know how you keep your memories because everything's got to be just beautiful. Am I right? Categorized in her memory you know shelf. You know? I can't do it. I can't do scrapbooking because it does have to be too beautiful. And I can, I can do it so much better and faster in the computer and I can manipulate the type. And I just used to, I tried scrapbooking. I really did. And I traced the fonts and I laid out those pages and it lasted for about six months. Yeah. And then I just had to be done. So I, um, I do, I use Shutterfly. And we do photo books. My husband's an amazing photographer. I shoot some pretty good ones on occasion. And so we'll do these. We did this great photo book for every one of our kids this year. Um, we did our son's river trip. And we did our other son's road trip to the California. And that's what we do. So you're excited about the system that you have. So you're not hurling over it, but you're twirling over it. But choose, you've chosen something. You've found something that works. I love that. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Christy. Well, I love memory keeping. I love it in all of its forms. My <laughs> problem is that I have a really dichotomous personality and I think I have to be perfect at everything or yeah. I'm a failure. Yeah. Either I'm doing the best or I'm failing. So I have beautiful scrapbooks. I actually taught scrapbooking at all the local stores around here for about nice. five what? years. Wow. Oh, we didn't, didn't know that. that. Yeah, You're I, did. I did. I will bring them someday and show them to you. But um, it got to be when I had one little baby that was doable. Right. And I could teach scrapbooking and I could make these beautiful layouts and all the embellishments and everything. And then I had two babies and I couldn't do it in the same way. So I quit it so all together. Yeah. But I probably have thousands of dollars I am not getting of scrapbooking supplies that I will not let my husband throw away. Oh, I, yeah. We have a whole room. Come back. I call it the art room, but really it's the scrapbook that I don't supply use. That I don't yeah. use room. yeah, and he really wants me to get rid of it. But in my mind, I'll always go back to it. But I love, I love um, the journaling aspect. That's what of, I do of yeah. scrapbooking. And so I love my Instagram account. That's where I keep my memories right now while I don't have the time to scrapbook. And just the picture with a little blurb, I have all the good intentions of getting all of those made into beautiful books and everything. But even my social media to me is a way that I keep Absolutely. my memories. And I try to I try to put nothing on my social media that I wouldn't want printed out in a book later. There we go. I That's agree. a great way to look at it because it's so hard. I wish a lot of people would that. take that stance with their social media. I mean, that's great. And that's a whole, I mean, that's something social media is new to those of us who have, you know, yeah, when scrapbooking yeah. was just paper. Um, that's truly was when I started, you know, my endeavors. I feel to like I need to give a disclaimer that you all know that all of my K through 18 years are scrapbooked. 
Woo-hoo. So what? I do, I did do all of mine and my okay. actually through 21 and my whole mission. So Kate has, wow. has done it. Yeah. Okay. So other hidden talents. For yourself. I did for myself. <laughs> I started for my kids and then Good stopped. Yes. Know, right? Okay. Yeah. So Heather, you're the mother of six ages, I think 13 and under. So when I say memory keeping, are you twirling or are you hurling? I'm like in the middle where I've just had to find what I can do, mm-hmm. right? What I, what I can handle. And so for me, we have pictures, a ton of them, and we try to change out frames and print those pictures off, like for each child, so things are changing a little bit in our house. But then we have them categorized. So one day they will be able to go where how we want them to. But for now, to be honest, the best I can do is I have a planner that I absolutely love. <clears throat> and every day I write down those things, kind of like Michelle started with, mm-hmm. that come to mind or that our kids did or that I want to remember. And so that planner not only has like, yeah, I need this and this and milk and cereal at the grocery store, but next to it is a little note that says today, you know, it was really cute when so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. That's great. And so that's kind of, that's kind of the best I've got right now, to be honest. But I I have those same feelings where I feel so much guilt. I had to come to a point where I was like, you gotta let this guilt go Mm -hmm. and just do something. And whatever that something is, is great. And I think that's a powerful message to take from today is recognize it looks very different for everyone and it looks different from month to month and day to day and that's okay and do whatever works or doesn't work for you and that's okay too i like that idea just do something just just something just do something something i had to realize that uh i was spending a lot of time keeping the memories and not enough time making the memories because of uh, Mm -hmm. the two hours per page that i was spending on my on my facebook i mean on my uh, scrapbook layouts yes but I say to my kids now when I have something I really want to remember I tell them I'm like take a picture keep this in your heart keep this in your mind and yeah. I hope that that's keeping them I memory. love that you said that because I feel that way with journaling a lot of times because I write so much that yeah. I'm like how ironic is it that I'm sitting in the back room writing up a story and they're in there playing and I'm not playing but it's I know. yeah so it is it's that guilt that plays on you but you do need to do it, and so you kind of just have to make a balance. Well, like and what's funny stuff. is I run into that feeling, Christy, with social media yes. because I already have my hands in, in it, you know, for whether it's work or I, I'm already doing other things between teaching or, or coaching couples or things like this. And so to spend more time on my phone or computer makes me feel guilty mm-hmm. because I should be playing instead of yeah. memory keeping. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how with each of us we have those feelings towards different things in different ways. I have to kind of put that away and write it somewhere else where for Mm -hmm. you it works perfect or where for Mm -hmm. Jana, you know, the books, whatever it might be. And so again, we're back to figuring out what works and, and being okay with that. Exactly. And not looking at Pinterest. And I love to look at Pinterest, but I really am okay looking at it and saying, I don't have to be Pinterest. I just enjoy the pretty Mm -hmm. pictures. Mm -hmm. And then there's some things I say, Ooh, I really love that. I want to try that. But the Pinterest, and I just use that as a, you know, identity to say, let's not, let's not do that when it comes to memory keeping. Um, I love the fact that social media can become an option and that in seconds you can tell Facebook to (laughs) compile an entire book of Mm -hmm. digital photos for you. And then you can be more mindful at the beginning of the year. I, I had a friend do this. She was just more mindful about how she was going to keep her memories on Facebook so that when she printed the book at the end of the year, 
it would come out how she wanted it to. So it reflected their year. So she and I thought, isn't that a beautiful sentiment too? To pick and choose what you're going to put as your life story, which is a whole other deeper thing. But the reality of that simple comment was you can use social media to do that and make it happen. So let's categorize just really quickly because this was something I came across and I defined memory keeping as being either a sentimental memory keeper, someone who keeps and records what has the most meaning, those highlights, you know, that are just, oh, that made me feel one way. Are you are you that kind of a feelings keeper? Are you a practical memory keeper? I took a picture of my children in my minivan from my point of view. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted to remember, and I'm so glad I did. It's in one of my digital scrapbooks. It's what I, I'm going to cry when I look in my rearview mirror. Yeah. Those were my four kids yeah. in the moment when Jacqueline was still in the sixth grade. Yeah. Zoe was, you know, two years old sitting in her seat. And all those four kids were in my van. If I hadn't have snapped that picture, that I wouldn't have remembered it that exact way. So even though that's a practical memory, it becomes sentimental. Special memories, special occasions. Are you that kind of a keeper? Or are you an everyday lover of life who just wants to remember those simple life blisses? That's ways to look at keeping memories. And so what are your thoughts? Well, I do both of those. And I, I do the, the big events and I also do the daily. Like, And you talked about how deciding in advance what you're going to do. I have a friend who started a My365, which is taking one picture a day and she posts it on Instagram. And it's just whatever, something from that day so that she can remember it. And my Instagram does become a lot of my everyday stuff. Rather than you know big events or big things that I scrapbook, um, my Instagram is my everyday. And I'm so grateful for chat books. Because then I can just print the chat books and it comes to my house and those are more of my everydays. But when I sit down and scrapbook, I'm scrapbooking the birthdays. I'm scrapbooking the family trips. I'm scrapbooking um, whatever those big things are. And so I think it's okay to do both because in some way or form, or if you're only the everyday person or if you're only the special occasions, either way is still a great way to keep track of those memories. But um, one of the things that I've been doing now is I will text my husband something funny my kids say and then I take a picture of the text and then I upload that to chat books yeah, so cute. I'm I'm remembering the funny things but I'm I'm so I'm putting it in the Instagram and it goes to the chat book so that I'm remembering those because I think that's my favorite part like if we never had pictures but I could just remember that my son told me once to roll with it mom I mean yeah. I yeah oh yeah oh so I agree. true the things that kids say I Christy. love the idea of the 365 because I like keeping things real. What I don't want my kids to see in 50 years, or let's just say, oh, holy cow, that's so close. In (laughs) In 10 years when my child is a mom, I don't want her to look at our life and then feel like a failure at her own life because our life was so perfect and our life was rosy and we always did the perfect things. So I take pictures sometimes of my laundry pile and my dirty house and me without makeup uh, to try to keep it real. So it's important to me that that we don't gloss over our lives. You want it to be a real reflection. I love that. I can appreciate that. That's the moment in the minivan and the minivan mm-hmm. I should have taken a picture of the floor do that. which is the which is the little pieces of chicken nuggets left over and yes. the crackers because yeah. I always the said my guys. minivan is a pirate ship you're going to find everything possible in there and then on Friday when I would clean it I'd be like oh my gosh that's the missing sock there's the shoe mm-hmm. there's because I just never cleaned out the van until Friday well and I'm lying because it's like every third Friday okay that's the truth holy cow good for you mine's like <laughs> twice a year is 
in her minivan, she'll feel a connection to you. If you had posted a picture of yeah. the beautiful, clean minivan, she'd feel alone. Oh, yeah. yeah and I don't want it to point. be that either. It's I think it's so, point. I just yeah. love the fact that, yeah, you want it to be real. Um, anybody else that feels a, a certain draw towards one type of memory keeper you know, or another? I, I have t- I have done a journal since I was eight. I know that makes people cringe. I have to just say because they're like, oh, I should have. You don't need to do that. I, that was instilled in me from the time I was eight, so it was easy to keep because I did it from then on. My mom always kept a journal weekly. I always started writing it, so I did it. So I did it from then on and probably through till I was about 23. And then now I just, gosh, it's only probably a couple times a year. But I also am writing so many things. I do have a journal. But um, I... I remember, so I think I, I gravitate towards writing stories, and my a, a girl in my neighborhood said that she'll do the memo on her phone, the talk to text. I love that idea, and she's like, I have to fix it sometimes, but she said when something happens, pick it up, and I push it, and I'll say, my daughter just said this, love da da da, da, da. Oh, and then she somehow has, so has a program to print it all, and she's like, sometimes it's not written perfectly, but she goes, I have two seconds to hurry and so now I love that because I'll do my book notes on that but I'm like that is a really good I haven't done that but that's a good option but it's funny because I've always felt guilt because I kind of stopped doing my journals and then it hit me one time I wrote a a book about my family of their funny Mm -hmm. stories and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it hit me and I was like why do I feel guilt hello I am journaling I'm doing it in a different way like why am I feeling I'm feeling guilt as I'm sitting there writing my family stories and I'm not writing in my journal and you know and then and now I kind of love that because what I did was write down all my family's experiences gave it to all my siblings and so none of them had to do it or they hadn't done it and now they have it for their kids and and I'm certainly not telling you you should go write a book talk about giving you guilt a complex but (laughs) but the point was yes I haven't done my scrapbooks in a long time I haven't done this but my extended family all have and it goes out to my mom's extended family because they know my mom there's some grandma stories Mm -hmm. in there and so there's this one book now that I'm like okay all right, right, I did that. That's yeah. that's great. It's and okay, but I don't have this, other stuff. You know, imaginary checklist. There is. Sure. Let's just yeah. be honest. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. you become a mother, and that imaginary checklist yeah. pops up and yeah. says, "These are the things that you're supposed to do." Well, and if you save the pictures, like that's what my mom did. They were all just in an envelope or in a, in a book, and then I scrapbooked them one summer. My sister and I. So yeah, I did yeah. my whole kindergarten through eighteen. So that makes me feel good because then I go, "Do you know what? Worst case scenario." I give them all to my kids, and they can scrapbook them yes, before they have absolutely. kids, and that makes me feel, you know, and that's what I did. Let me I toss on some, some yeah. generational some baggage. Generational baggage. <laughs> of an box, awful lot the, of pictures yeah, that I did nothing yeah, on a jump drive, but then I think they'll have time before they, like I did one summer, I did them all. So, so that's a big point because when you find that season, when you find that time, um, I I have more time now. Uh, to devote to these digital scrapbooks. I don't, I I limit myself because I can get, and I I wish I was a designer. Oh, Jana, I just, my, my digital scrapbooks are, are a little funny when you look at them, but they're me, they're me, you know, and so, but I find the time to to do it, but it's joyful. I do think that's important to, to think of it. Is it joyful? Is it something that's bringing me joy? You brought up journaling. So I was a journaler too, as a young kid. And I started when I was about eight years old. And so this show is coming up. And so I went back into the box that has (laughs) my journals and I haven't read them for a long time. And I, today is my 25th wedding anniversary to um, my lovely, wonderful husband who I've been through ups and downs with. And I love him dearly. 
but I the the scrapbook I grabbed was the one that uh, we were not married yet, and I was transitioning into this you know this thought of I really like this person. He was not going to college where I was going to college. He was somewhere else at the time. But the exploration of my thoughts and feelings, I was rather taken back this morning reading through these three specific pages at, at how I was exploring life and saying, mm-hmm. am I going to let this person in? Am I going to let this person in my heart? I mean, I was exploring things. Mm-hmm. And so I just, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, heavens, I've got to take those books out. And now let sure my kids, is. let my oldest daughter start reading them. And I don't keep a written journal now. I type a little bit, but my, mm-hmm. my digital scrapbooking has kind of taken that over. But I love the thought that that writing it does explain things in a powerful way so i agree you know if, if i could do it all i would also continue that piece of it well and i love it there i think when i get in my head is when i think how often do i go back and read my mom's journals how often do i and then i start you know give myself that allowance yeah. to not do it which isn't a good thing but then the same thought comes to me okay i remember my dad um served an lds mission and he wrote he did a journal on his mission like every day. I did too. I served an LDS mission. I did a journal almost every day on my mission too. And I never read my dad's journal. Probably never would have, especially except obviously one day when he passes away, I'm sure that will mean more to me and I will go back and read them. However, when I was on my mission, when I was having hard times, I remember a few different times my dad would Xerox copies of his journal, that exact page when he would send it to me that I would get it on that day. So what he experienced on his day in the mission field was what I, you know, I could... read on the day that I was in the mission field and it was profound to me that the same things that we were going through the differences his feelings that mirrored mine and it was it changed everything like it was so profound and powerful for me to go oh my gosh my dad felt like this well if my dad could do that then I can do this if my dad you know and then all of a sudden I go okay if nobody ever reads any of my journals except once if they're on a mission or somewhere else or on a study abroad and I can send my daughter something and say this is how I felt when I was your age or their first job it was worth or their City, first shot or so different or that yeah. guy that I dated that was not a good guy that I shouldn't have dated and realized hey I was normal I thought he was a good guy let me show you this what I wrote you know then it's all worth it I then it. it's absolutely all worth it well and I think what's so powerful if we pull this all together is really the motivation if our motivation for keeping memories is to have a beautiful Instagram account or, you know, to keep up with Pinterest or, or to um, keep yeah, up because right. we feel we should, then we're really always going to just be laden with guilt, right? right? Right. But if the motivation can really be turned inward and and that positive, I'm doing this for the generations that come after me or, you know, I'm doing this so that my children or grandchildren have an opportunity to know their grandma, whatever that might be, if we can address the motivation and make sure that it's in the right place, we then can have strength and energy to move forward with memory keeping instead of guilt that just weighs us down, weighs us down. And yes, we, we can look at that motivation and, and then that will help us move forward. It will help us come up with what works best because now we're doing it for the right reasons instead of the wrong reasons. I love that. And making sure that you take that and then put that on your things to do and carve out the time to do it. That it becomes something that you actually follow through on. I, as far as motivation goes, Michelle, your thoughts? Well, I was just going to say, I think that why is so important. You know, I remember as a teenager being given a book of my great uncle's 
So totally disconnected from him, but he passed away. He was a pilot and he died in the war. And so my his sisters, my great aunts and my grandma compiled this story of his with a bunch of his letters from the war and just even his history. And so I needed some pages for a class. And so I started to read the book. And I remember thinking this is going to be the most boring book ever. But reading about him and reading about my grandma and reading about their family and reading about some things that he did, I was like, that's like me. That's like me. And I really felt and heard, um, I just felt closer and connected to him. And so to me, that's my why, kind of like what Heather was talking about. I want someday for my kids and for my grandkids to read the things that I wrote. I want them to feel connected to something bigger. I want them to feel like I agree. They have something. And those moments where you can say, hey, that's like me, or hey, she had blue eyes, or hey, she really loved to sing. I Those things, I, I think, connect us in such a big and powerful way and help help us to feel grounded in a world that is so crazy that if we're focusing on what the tabloids are saying, hey, I'm like that celebrity, if we can help our kids say, hey, I'm like that aunt or that uncle, that is so powerful. It is, and I, I think... I can think of a couple of different family members as you were talking where I was learning about them through a journal that I have an uncle that meticulously keeps for one side of the family. He went back and interviewed siblings and got stories from when my dad's family was growing up and got their perspective and then sent it out as a gift. And that is powerful to go back. And I knew my dad's brothers and sisters when they were teenagers and so some of these cute stories but I did I could then say oh I'm like my aunt Tammy oh that means something to me well, so there's power in that finding it builds that our there. identity it right? does and it ties us to something that's bigger than just us and, and there's there's safety in that yeah. security in that so we definitely have to explore the why and with that why carve out the time to actually do it which can be difficult you know to do I remember reading my dad's journal when he also served a mission for the Latter-day Saint Church. And uh, my mother was not um, of the same faith, and I was able to explore this journal, this relationship between dad and mom. And so I read that at uh, 19, and I was thinking of that this morning as I was going through you know, my journal too. So there are meaningful things that I, I thought, oh, that, that love story of how they met, why they did what they did, who they became, who they are, and um, I think that's really powerful to know that memories do that for us. So how do we carve out time to keep these precious memories? We've got it. That's the part just, I'm not good at. Yeah, that's I was going to say, that's the answer you're going to have to tell you know, all of us. <laughs> just to close and say, how do we accomplish this? We've got the motivation. We've got the tools. How do we find the time? Well, I'm going to be honest. I, I scrap up one time a year. So I used to be the kind of person that scrapbooked once a month. We went to the class at Pebbles in My Pocket. Christy probably taught the class, and I just didn't even know that. Um, so I used to go all the time. And I, after I had kids, the reality of being able to do it and just getting this stuff out took so much. But um, just once a year, I'm all about saying to yourself, what are the daily, weekly, monthly, or annual things you can do? And if you can journal weekly, great. If you can um, post one picture daily on Instagram, great. If you only get to scrapbook once a year, that's fine, too. Do what works for you and your family. Don't force it, but create something around it. Now when I do it once a year, I go with a bunch of friends, and it's kind of a girls' weekend. And we just all sit around and talk about our kids and love them the most because we're only looking at good stuff. But um, <laughs> even still, and whatever that routine is, that's how it works for me. I love it. Yeah. I did the Shutterfly books once in December. It almost killed me. But, yeah, yeah that worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then, but I keep my blog, and I write mm-hmm. my gratitude journal every day. Mm-hmm. And so there are all of that. Well, yeah, I like... Part of it. 
how everyone keeps saying like, okay, so I journaled till I was 21. Then right. that summer when I was telling my scrapbook from my kindergarten uh-huh. to 18. Uh-huh. And then I started uh-huh. writing. And so really I look back and I'm like, I never stopped doing something. Right. It just changed. Just and that's right. okay. Just do yeah, something and enjoy it while you're doing it. Yeah. So let me leave you with one thought. And I this is from a journal of mine, July 5th, 1987. And I wrote this about keeping memories. And I found it, wanted to end our show on this. This is a 18 and a half year old girl. There are moments in our lives we wish to capture in a bottle to keep forever holding on to always. Moments, however, are pieces of time and time cannot be held, touched or captured. Time passes so quickly it flies and then the moment is gone. Then we have only a memory to remind us of the moment so dear in our past. Something as wonderful as the moment, a memory that lasts. Wow. So I wasn't that profound all the time, but um, that it spoke volumes to me when I picked this journal up and said, you know what, it's just about doing something and it is going to change and let's find what works for us. There are so many resources and you can Google it. You can ask friends. There's just no reason we need to go into all of the distinctive ways that you can choose to keep a memory, but just keep them. We are the living room. We are found on www dot from the living room.com you can find us on facebook you can find us on other social media and we hope you'll check us out and share some of your memory keeping ideas with us and until our next show we hope you'll find some living room for you and your family thanks for coming to the living room we hope you've enjoyed listening laughing and learning something new join us for our next show and in the meantime give yourself and those you love some living room